You're listening to the Brand Ambition Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Oh, I'm back. I'm back, people. I took my three months off. Three whole months, people, of not doing this podcast. Oh, and I have reasons for that. I like having an off season. I don't like having... I got a lot on my plate, okay? I got a lot. Okay, kill the funk. I got to fade that quicker. Kill the Kill the funk. I mean, we want the funk. Gotta have that funk. But for now, just go ahead and kill that funk. I am um, happy to be back, first of all. I'm happy to pick up this therapy session that I do weekly. I missed it. I have a lot to talk about. I mean, <laughs> the good, bad, the ugly, and the downright freaking... Mm. Green Mountain... Vanilla caramel coffee with Starbucks no sugar caramel macchiato coffee. Not only will it wake you up, it'll make your mouth go, mmm, yeah, baby, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Turn that funky music back up. I don't know how to do it, but boom. That's what's happening in my mouth right now. This is not me saying this to you. I'm not trying to turn you on, even though I'm sure I did. This is just what's happening in my mouth right now. Some 70s. Parliament, Funkadelic, right there in my taste buds. I'm pretty good at that. Like, literally. I'm sorry if you were busy and you had to stop and listen to me go. And I'm distracting you from your jobs. Possibly time with your children, because you're just so into my funk, baby. Speaking of the funk, thank you, Vinny, for recording that intro. And a British girl named Carrie over there in the uh, across the big sea for uh, talking about uh, how cool I am in my own intro. I mean, I did write it for them, but it's whatever. I'm getting text messages right now. Um... My mom is uh, sending me a, uh, a bunch of cat litter and cat food from her cats to my cat. It's a Christmas thing. <laughs> this is just what we do, you know? I mean, <coughs> another sip of coffee. Hang on. I'm, I'm, I'm intentionally starting this off slowly. I'm... Um, Oh, she sent me a picture of her new hairdo. Looks good. Mama, you're beautiful. Love you. Let me text her back real quick. Hooray. Nice head. Okay. Anyways, I'm intentionally starting this off slowly. That's in the wrestling business. You know, if you have a, if you have time to play, so to speak, if you get that, okay, go out there for 25 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever. You don't want to be going full on, man. Like as soon as the bell rings. You don't, you don't want that. You got you to gotta lock up, 
boom, push off, tease a little bit, you know, work the crowd. That's what I'm doing right now. Because I have a metric ton of stuff to talk about over the last few months. The Super Ultra Megacon was last week. Okay, we are beyond it now. I'm past it. Like the weight of the world is off these shoulders. And I am like, I can breathe easier. I sleep better. I've already dropped six pounds as of this morning. I'm making a turkey right now, but, uh, you know, it'll probably be back by next morning, but it's whatever so far. So good. The stress is gone. And I love productive stress. Don't get me wrong. I adore productive stress. That's why I keep putting myself in these uh, situations like I'm going to wrestle a match in front of however many people. I'm going to sing a song in front of all these people. I'm going to, you know, uh, be a freaking television producer and travel the country and soon the world filming television shows with superstars and homegrown talents and, and put it all together and put it out there for the people. I love that kind of stress. I have a travel app that I'm building right now. It's in conceptualizing stages, but it's my 2023. The Super Ultra Megacon was my 2022. This travel app is my 2023 and beyond, as well as a side TV and all the stuff that I'm doing, the books and the bleh, whatever. But I love that kind of productive stress. But when productive stress becomes just straight up ridiculously bad stress and it starts to affect your health, and it starts to affect just everything around you and other things are suffering because of it. That's not good. That's, the, that's really the reason I took, you know, two or three months off from doing this podcast because I just didn't want to anymore. I'd wake up because normally like today, it's 10 o'clock right now, but this morning I woke up and I said, I'm going to start doing the Brandon Bishop podcast again. And you know what? I'm going to start doing it. I guess I'll do it every Friday. You have nothing better to do on Friday than to listen to this voice, right? I mean, that's exactly the perfect day to do it. Nobody does anything on a Friday, right? Do you still? Friday was like the the start to the weekend. Now, it, maybe I'm just old now, but now it's just like, I don't want to go anywhere. Not to mention it's nine degrees out right now. And there's a nice little uh, blanket of snow on the ground, which I I just want nothing to do with. Oh. <sighs> So yeah, I think every Friday, maybe Thursday, maybe I'll go back to Tuesdays. I don't know. I don't want to schedule. I got to sneeze so bad right now. I'm not going to edit it out. Hang on. <laughs> there it is. Does anybody else, like when they need a little boost to get the sneeze out, just I'm staring out the window right now and it's bright blue skies. Does that help you as well? Oh, wait, there's another one. I feel the tingle. <laughs> I think I lost it. We'll see. Anyway, yeah, you stare at the sky, and then all of a sudden, there it is. That was a sneeze. But I'm going to talk about uh, all things Super Ultra Megacon. Like I said, the good, the bad, the ugly, the downright, bleh, the stupid. Yes, there's definitely not a lot of stupid, but like literally, what, two people? <laughs> like out of hundreds of people that were involved with this thing, there were one couple and then one ticket buyer. Now I'm going to tell you right now, this event flopped, 
Like I spent a year pushing this thing, advertising this thing. I spent thousands of dollars advertising this thing and putting it together and getting all the little things from going to Office Depot to get print to Dollar Tree just to get, you know, stuff like baskets and stuff for silent auctions to paying for the freaking uh, banners to all this little stuff that nobody ever thinks about. And I, and why would they? I don't want them to think about it. I, yes, I do my Asai TV Life uh, YouTube show and all that's on there. The whole building of the whole thing over the last, what, year? Oh, man. And, you know, honestly, it was in every paper. It was on every calendar. It was on every event, you know, Facebook page, social media. It was all over the place. Uh, We had 150 vendors. We had live music from Crystal Eyes, great band, awesome. Angela is a freaking fantastic singer. The whole band's good. Uh, We had Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling, who... uh, you know, it was cool working with Matt Gaden and seeing uh, and flying in Martin Casaus. Um, all not to mention the venue themselves. Hell Scream was there doing their spooky Santa thing. Man, and you know, all of these things combined, and, and my own efforts, and like I said, the the the, the event center, all of these efforts, all of these wonderful people together promoting one event. We couldn't bring, you know, a couple thousand people. And the same type of event, now granted we didn't have any celebrities, and I'm going to get to that in a minute, but the same type of event that usually draws 20,000, 30,000 people in the same city, formerly in that same building. I'm trying to figure out where it went, where it went. Coffee time, hang on. Mmm. God, it's like a milkshake. Oh, boy. Well, my milkshake called the Super Ultra Megacon brought no boys to the yard. Um, <laughs> I think we sold maybe 250 tickets. Uh, I knew pre-sales were bad, and I was kind of keeping that under wraps because, you know, you I'm, I'm the leader of this thing. I'm the face of it. I, I don't want to discourage people before the event even starts. That's just not how you do these kind of these type of things. That's not leading. That's just being a, you know, negative asshole. You got to keep hope alive. Um, I really thought we could bring about 5,000 people. I really, truly thought that was my goal. That was my like, okay, we did good goal. I can buy a new van. I can raise all this money for the help autism center and for the military network, whatever. I, I really thought that we could bring that many people. All the people that are attached to it, like Kristen Maddox. I wanted her to leave. She worked so damn hard. I wanted her to leave. You know, she's a cosplayer and she handled all the cosplay stuff. We sat here in this, on this she sat in this very chair and like found all the emails and found all the logos and things like that. She kicked so much ass. You know, we went around town passing out flyers together and she was kind of my partner in this whole thing. I wanted her to leave with thousands in her pocket instead i I have a couple hundred to send her and i hate that i freaking hate that because she deserves a lot more and everybody thinks i'm a rich man and everybody thinks i'm loaded just because i you know set my life up in a manner where it appears that way okay i'm single 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to do, like, you know, spend money on other things. I live in a very small apartment on purpose. I'm, uh, my bills are covered from a side TV and other endeavors. I have multiple streams of income. Okay. This was never about how much money can I make? I wanted every vendor there to sell completely out of their stock, which would never happen no matter what the event is. But I really, truly wished for that to happen. I really, truly wished for when Rocky Mountain Pro or Crystallize or whatever, the tortilla slapping contest or the hot sauce trivia challenge, whatever it is, all the live entertainment that we had, I really wanted a huge crowd to see all those people. And for everybody, everybody to benefit, for everybody to profit. (sighs) That's what I really wanted. And it didn't happen. Now, a lot of the vendors, the the really good ones that know how to work an event, they kicked ass, man. Not only did they make back their booth payment, but they made, you know, money on top of it. And that that made me so happy because I I honestly, as, as low of a turnout as we had, I was expecting everyone to almost riot because I wanted to freaking riot. This was a kick in the nuts from Colorado Springs, the last one. And I'll be talking about why that is the last one really soon, because I am the fuck out of here, to be honest with you. Excuse my French, but I am the fuck out of this city as soon as I can get out of this freaking city. I've been here since 2006. I'm done. I'm done with Colorado Springs. I know the grass is always greener. Well, the grass isn't greener in Detroit where I'm going, but... You know, the concrete is a little hotter, and I'm just, I'm, ugh, this city has pissed me off so many times, and this was kind of the final straw. But that's me blaming other people, rightfully so, at, for certain points of that view. The whole fault of this event is me. I'm the one, I'm the one who made up the event. I'm the one who named the event. This is my baby in every possible way. I had a lot of help. Like I said, Kristen and, you know, the Colorado Springs Event Center, all these people. I had a lot of help from a lot of people, but not that much. This is 100% on my back. So if it fails, it's my fault. If it succeeds, yay me. This one just happened to fail. So, you know, here I am. (laughs) And here's the thing. I don't want anyone to go, oh, good job, Brandon. Because I, you know, I don't like failing, but I know what to do with failure. I understand that, okay, it didn't go, it didn't go down. I built it and they didn't come. I did my very best. The event happened. The event itself, if there were 2,000 people in that building, everyone would have been thrilled because the event was so damn good and so cool. I got compliments from like at least 20, 25 different people that said, wow, it was ran so smoothly. Our setup was never, no one's ever done setup like that. It's been easy. And uh, you know, I know you tried, you really worked hard. The communication was great. I get all of these emails and messages probably just to make me feel better. And I appreciate that. I really do. But again, when you fail... You have to learn from it. And man, have I learned. I got slapped in the face <laughs> with knowledge from the failure of this event. And, and, and that's cool. 
The main thing I learned is never to do another event like this. Will I run, will, will I run wrestling shows in the future? Probably. Will I do me and Matt Yaden from Rocky Mountain Pro? You know, we kind of set the seeds a little bit to do a wrestling convention out here. Why wouldn't we? That's what we know. Were ticket sales, ticket prices way too high? Yeah, it depends. The other, like the dipshits at the Colorado Springs Comic Con, it's like 40 bucks a day. 40 bucks a day. If you want the whole weekend, it's like $100 for a three-day weekend. Ours was $27 for both days in, for the whole weekend. I thought that was good. I really did. Um, but looking, looking back at it, I probably should have charged $12. I mean, honestly, four hours of Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling, two hours each night, that is like, you could pay 20 bucks for that alone. Seeing crystallize for two hours, that's like a good $5 ticket, $10 ticket, depends on the venue, whatever the event is. And then access to 133 vendors, that's worth a good $10. But, you know, I mean, not everybody wanted to see a wrestling show. Not everybody wanted to see live music. Not everybody wanted to go get a free picture with Santa Claus. You know, it's with evil Santa and nice Santa. Not everybody wanted to see a tortilla slapping contest, hot sauce channel, whatever. I, I understand that, but it was still there. That's what you were paying for, the live entertainment. And apparently I was wrong to charge $27. Originally, it was $39 for the whole weekend. I lowered that because one by one, all of my, quote, friends, uh, you know, the big celebrity types, uh, decided to just back out. And you know what? I'm not going to say anything that they don't already know. Women's Wrestling Army, I started advertising them. They were supposed to be at the event. I heard the word, yes, we will be there. Can I start advertising? Yes, we're going to do this thing. We're going to fly out a bunch of the you know, female wrestlers and everybody involved. Just a month ago, I'm in Chicago, you know, talking to people that were supposed to be there. Oh, yeah, it's on my calendar. Boom. And then I find out that, you know, AEW has a freaking pay-per-view for Ring of Honor that weekend. Oh, awesome. Well, there goes them. I talked to Impact Wrestling. Guess what? We were supposed to have a bunch of people from Impact Wrestling, people that I know personally. And I'm, again, I'm not going to drop names because that's not what I'm trying to do. I understand their legal commitments and all that stuff. I get it. There's a big old plane driving over my house. Driving? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I understand legal commitments. I understand, you know, they like you have to be there for TV tapings and pay-per-views and all that stuff. I get it. But we had at one point about 13 really big names attached to the Super Ultra Megacon that were going to be there. They all said either yes or I'm going to do my best. I appreciate the ones that say I'm going to do my best because I understand not everybody can make it. I get that. But don't say yes, we're going to be there. Because that sucks, man. That just sucks. That makes me look at you and go, fuck you. 
It's not fair to me. You know what I mean? And I'm not the kind of guy that's just going to go, okay, cool, friend. Here's a big contract. Shove that in their, fi- shove that in their face. I'm, I'm just, and I need to be that guy. Another failure on my part that I've learned from. And then what happens when they sign the contract and realize they can't do that? What do I do? Sue them? No, I'm not going to sue my friends for saying, I, I just, oh, I am a, I'm too nice. There's a point when, you know, Piercy was supposed to be there and, you know, maybe do an acoustic set and sign a bunch of autographs. We had talked in depth about it. Let me check my schedule. Well, guess what? There's nothing on your schedule. Did he show up? No. You know, if you think I'm just some random piece of shit that you can throw around, then fine. Tell me that. I'm just a random piece of shit with a camera and an event or whatever. But you know what? Outside of that little, you know, oh, it's just Brandon, whatever. You know what? If you don't want to take me seriously, then I'm not going to take you seriously. It's as simple as that. And that goes for everybody that I work with. I don't need anybody. I don't. I want to work with everybody that I work with and others. And we have stuff lined up with new people and new faces and new shows and new locations and travel and global travel and all of these things for 2023 that I am so freaking excited about. And you know what? It's going to happen and it's going to be on my back. It's going to come out of my wallet and I don't need anybody to do it. Nobody. But I would love for everyone to pull their heads directly out of whatever sphincter that they're crammed up in right now, whatever, whatever orifice or whatever, and join us, man, because we could make so much money and so much leeway and so much, <laughs> there's so much we could do with the side TV. And that goes from my freaking developer all the way down to the people we haven't even filmed with yet. What are you doing? Don't say you're going to do shit and not do it. I've been saying that since I've had a podcast. I've been saying that since I could probably walk. Don't say you can do this and let's do it. And here's when it's going to be done. And I can't wait. And I'm excited. And then shit all over it. Just don't do that. Just say no. I don't think so. I'm cool with the word no. In business, you're going to hear no eight out of ten times, okay? And then you concentrate and you work your ass off for those two times that say yes. And then when those two times that you say that those two times that say yes, one of them goes, and I've already worked my ass off and conceptualized stuff and planned stuff and advertised stuff and put it out there. It's like, how did you just waste it? You know what, dude? I have 25 years left to live if I'm lucky. I'm 50 next year, okay? That's 75. That's usually when people croak. Not in the best of health right now. I've got high blood pressure. I'm about 30 pounds overweight. Whatever. I don't have long to live. And if you waste five minutes of my damn time, guess what? That's very, very valuable to me. So all these people, all of I'm, I'm talking almost 20 different, quote, celebrities. Oh, yeah, we'll be there. That sounds great. None of them, man. The only one that showed up was Martin Casaus. 
And how do you think that, you know, and it doesn't matter how that makes me feel personally. I'm not a woe is me case. I don't give a shit. I mean, obviously I do. I'm ranting and raving here, but not as much as you may think. It's not about me, man. It was about the event. It's about raising money for the charities. It's about all the vendors selling stuff because you're there and people wanted to see you. Like I said, Martin Casals, I've known him for freaking forever. I used to book him with Asylum Championship Wrestling back in those days, and he was one of my favorite people to this day. He's one of my favorite people. I flew him out, and he performed, and he freaking hurts himself. Tore his MCL with a drop kick in the ring. He's a wrestler. (sighs) Damn it, dude. (laughs) You know how much that just cost him? He has dates with AEW. He's got stuff lined up all over the place. It could have been his big break, and he gets hurt at a fucking show that flops. You, how does that make you know how that makes me feel? Again, woe is me, poor Brandon. But you know what? I feel like shit about it. And I know Martin would be like, "Dude, don't worry about it, man. These things happen. I'm bummed, but whatever." And he's not blaming me, but I, I'm not blaming me either. I'm just pissed that it happened. The singer from Crystallize gets sick after the first day, and they can't perform the second day. So there's that. And let me get one more thing out, that one more negative about the Super Ultra Megacon, and then that's the last I'm going to talk about the negatives. Because there are positives. There are big positives that, you know, warm the shit out of my heart. They put my heart in a Dutch oven, they buried it underground, and they wrapped it up in banana leaves, and it came out tender and tasty. The positives. I love the positives. But unfortunately, there were dipshits that I allowed into my building that night, that weekend. I don't remember the name of their business. I really don't. We had 132 selling vendors and then you know other people and stuff like that, cosplayers and all that. Most of them, I'll say 85% of them were extremely professional. I'll say 50% of them actually made money and learned how to work a slow event. You work the other vendors, man. And one more thing. Again, the low turnout, my fault. I'm not a millionaire. I'm not a corporate entity that has endless money to throw into advertising and all that stuff. Every bit of advertising came out of my pocket. Every freaking bit. And my pockets were not that deep to begin with. But listen here, vendors, especially the 15% of you that were assholes, Not to my face. There was only one that was to my face, and I'll talk about them in a second. If you can't bring... Okay, no, no, most vendors, most vendors are home-based businesses. We had a lot of crafting, people making stuff, and you're all awesome for that. I love vendor businesses. I've been supporting vendor businesses. I've been a vendor business. I've done everything I can to provide different formats, whether it was the old chocolate cheese, chocolate and cheese expo or the, you know, the metaphysical stuff or all the little charity things that we've ever done. I've always done my best to give different vendors a platform to sell their stuff. That is my job when it comes to the vendors. I give you the roof, the walls, the floor, and an event. Now, If you can't take that and bring 10 to 25 people to come buy stuff from you, 
you are a shitty business. What's your ultimate goal here? Just to find events and hope and hope that they, they're successful? Listen, I've been to every event in town that promised to be big because I'm always there with a purpose and agenda to promote my stuff or just to talk to other vendors or whatever it is. I've been to all of them. And I've seen straight up bomb scares like my event, and I've seen extremely ridiculously successful ones. I've hosted ridiculously successful ones all around the country. I've done so many different events, and you know what? It's hit or miss. I'm pissed off. Not pissed off. I'm let down. I'm frustrated that we had a miss. But the good vendors, the really good, there's a boot guy there, even though he's a little creepy, uh, he gave free boots to my son and daughter, so I'm indebted to him. Uh, you know, slow down about how hot my daughter is. That's a little weird. Like, you know, come on, dude. You know, give it, give it a rest and just, we like your boots. You're a good guy. Calm the shit down. Um, but he knew how to work the vendors, man. The other vendors. He knew how to do it. He knew how to work every single person. We had about 400 people come through the door. I wish that many paid, but we had so many people come to the door. The whole weekend, we probably had a 1,000 people come to the door. Unfortunately, only like 250 paid, but it is what it is. And man, and that's a 1,000 including the other vendors and wrestlers and performers, things like that, cosplayers. Um, but we had a lot of people. I gave all the vendors extra tickets, and they all used them. So, bleh. Anyway. He made like $8,000 that weekend in two days. That is impressive, dude. Like a lot of other people told me like, hey, man, this is cool. I met a lot of people. I got a lot of contacts. Um, you know, I, I lined up other jobs like my friend Mike Malley, Malley, Miley, sorry, um, from uh, Rot Town Comics. He's like, dude, I made my booth back and a little extra and I met a lot of people and had a good time. Kilroy's was there. Ron Hardman, one of my favorite people on the planet. I don't think he sold anything. But he said, dude, I, I met all kinds of awesome people. I enjoyed the event, and it, this was fun. And he's just, you know, he even if he had a miserable time, he's one of those positive people where he would never let, let on that he did. Um, man, I mean... There's another Toys comic, I think, uh, Spectacular Toys or something. He's like, dude, I fucking banked. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, awesome. There's a lot of people trading stuff, and just a lot of people knew how to work the event. But then there's the ones who didn't. Like this lady, I lost my ass on this event. I, 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 she said, I, I think I feel like I was lied to. How were you lied to? I'm going to tell you this right now. You can believe me if you want to. I don't care. I never lied to anybody about anything on this event. I never ripped anybody off. I never did anything nefarious or cunning or devious. I never had any other agenda outside of making money for a charity, making money for vendors and giving them a platform, and making money for myself. That, that is what all events do. Show me anything that was underhanded. Prove it. There was nothing. I've lost thousands on this event, okay? Uh, I just got ticket sales back and got maybe $4,500 back, okay? That's a loss of about six grand for me. 
may not be a lot if, you know, for someone with, uh, like I said, deep pockets, but I don't have deep pockets. So tell me, what did I do that was so evil and nefarious? Tell me. You can't because there is nothing. Okay, let me get to the biggest dipshits of the weekend. And again, I don't know their business name. And if I did, I wouldn't mention it anyways because it's a shitty business. All I remember is the look of fear in this dipshits. I don't even know his name. I know their last name is Stevens. And that's all I'll say. The Stevens family. That's their business. Whatever. And I hope this gets to them. And I hope they share it with everybody because first of all, like we were getting like 1300, 1500 listens to this podcast before I took the break. And I imagine now that's probably plummeted because I took three months off, but listen here, Steven's family, it's a husband and wife. I guess they make jewelry or something. I, I don't remember at all. Okay. There's a lot of people there and the ones I cared about were the ones that were cool and professional when you're not. I don't give a shit about you. I don't. I don't even talk to you for the rest of the event. If there's anybody there that was a a good, professional, high-spirited vendor, even though the event was frustrating and I get that, I probably talked to you. I probably apologized. I probably shook your hand and said, man, I wish you the very best. And then, you know, I did my best, whatever. And who knows, maybe, you know, try to give a little optimism. Maybe we'll get a rush. Who knows? But if you're one of those vendors I just didn't talk to at all, that's probably because you're a twat. Okay? <laughs> I, I mean that in the nicest way possible. A just annoying, whiny, entitled, unprofessional twat. Can we still say twat? Am I going to get canceled for saying twat? <sighs> Coffee's getting cold. I'm going to have to make another one <clears throat> after this. Anyway, Steven's family. Again, I don't know what they do. I don't, I, I don't care. Uh, so the, the, the husband, they were both there, approaches me. At guest services, keep in mind, I'm surrounded by vendors. My kids are there. There's people coming in the door. There's a little kid standing right there, like behind him. I think two little kids, maybe a family, whatever. And he comes up and I say, hey, man, how you doing? I shake his hand. And he just like launches in like uh, my wife's business. There's no logo on the website. Okay. Um, and then I started thinking, okay, I remember hearing about this and I talked to her on, on the phone. I think I called her, uh, cause that's what I did. I called every one of these vendors that I could get a hold of, talk to every one of them in person. No other promotion event coordinator does that. They all work with emails or group chats and stuff like that. I called everybody personally from my own phone sitting where I'm at right now, hundreds of phone calls and the ones that I couldn't reach, I left messages with anyway. And I got a lot of compliments for that too. Like literally 
before, during, and even up to like last night. Hey, sorry, the event was slow. Your communication was great. Setup was great. The event was great. You know, try again, whatever. And I'm never going to try again, but you know, the encouraging stuff. Thank you for that. Thank you to those people involved for staying upbeat. Anyway, the Stevens family. Is that their last name? I don't know. I really don't know their names or anything. I've purged their information um, along with everything to do with this event. But this guy comes up and he starts getting hot and he's like, I want a refund and all this stuff. And, and here's the thing. I remember looking for their logo and I could not find it. And when I talked to her, I think she emailed it to me, but I I'm hang on. I don't remember her name. Stevens. I got nothing for, I'm looking at my emails right now. I have nothing for the Stevens or their business or anything. I'm okay. Let me check face Facebook. I, I don't think she sent it. And if she did, she sent it to the wrong address or whatever. Cause she wasn't getting any of my emails either. I sent out 37 freaking emails to the vendors. Okay. I have proof of all that right there on my MailChimp account. Question me if you want to. If she didn't get it, then her junk folder is big, bad, and strong, okay? Because <laughs> everyone else did. You're the one. You're the one person who didn't get all of these emails. Maybe you don't know how to work email. That's fine. But don't come at me in such a negative way. Part of the deal with the featured vendors, which was only $50, I think $50 more than the standard spot. Keep in mind, for similar events, these vendor spots go for, like the featured one would be like $1,300. I wanted to keep it cheap. Then the venue, by the way, here's another sidebar real quick. The venue at the last minute, two days, three days before the event, tells me that, oh, each vendor has to pay for power. Each vendor has to pay for Wi-Fi. Questions that I've asked for a year. And I was always told, bring an extension cord. That is what I was told by the venue. Bring an extension cord because there's plugs all over that place. The building's great. The staff is great. Tony, Naomi, Kevin, everybody was really fantastic before this event. I've not talked to anybody afterwards because I've been just in a cocoon, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> that's what I was told. I asked about Wi-Fi. They said, oh, you should get a good signal there. Okay, cool. I have this in writing, okay? I have the emails. I have all that stuff. <sighs> anyway, um, yeah, so I had to spring that on all the vendors. Thankfully, everyone was cool. There's only like two people that were like, yeah, I can't believe I have to pay for that. Well, you know what? I can't believe it either. Sorry. Is what it is. You don't have to be here. Simple as that. Um, anyways, the Stevens family. <laughs> this guy's all right up in my face, and his voice is getting louder and louder and louder. And there's families behind him. My kids were there. Like, okay, the other vendors were there. I'm like, all right, dude, you need to lower your voice. I don't remember exactly what we said. I don't. You need to lower your voice and be professional. So I asked him to come outside. He, did, he refused. No, we're going to have this conversation in front of everybody. All the other vendors are going to hear what I have to say. Like you're the voice of the voiceless or something, you twit. Um, and this is exactly how it went down. I'm, I, you know, here's the thing. If I'm wrong, I'm the first person to tell you I'm wrong. 
I really am. I think you know that about me by now. I'm taking full blame for the low turnout. I'm taking full blame for every mistake. The ticket prices were too high. For every mistake that I've made, it's my fault. This was their, these douchebags. This is all them, okay? This is their unprofessionalism. This is their downright stupidity. So anyway, he starts going up and getting louder and getting louder and getting louder. And he kind of make, makes this little, I don't know if he intentionally did it or not, kind of like stepped up to me a little bit. And that just, I, I literally thought, okay, well, <laughs> I'm going to fucking knock this guy out. If he, if he throws a punch or if he does anything, I'm going to knock this fucker out and twist him into a pretzel. Trust me, dude, whatever the fuck your name is. You, I'm not going to go on a, on a braggadocious rant here, but um, yeah, my whole life I've been learning how to twist little fuckers like you into pretzels and put your lights out. I didn't want to. I still don't want to. I never want to. But if you were to, he made this little motion. Again, I kind of stepped up. And I was just like, okay. So I stepped up and I got right in his face. I said, dude, you need to be professional. You need to lower your fucking voice or I will tear you and your fuck. I will tear your business to shreds. I think I said something like that. I'm pretty sure. I said more of a, hey, if you want to fuck with my business, you want to fuck with me and fuck these other vendors, you want to yell in the obscenities in front of these other kids, I will tear your business to shreds. And I will. Then his eyes turned from like confident, annoying, angry guy to literal fear. I could smell the fear coming out of his pores. This little bitch. <laughs> and then he just walks away. And I can hear him saying something as he's walking away. He's pissed. This is on day two, by the way. So then he goes and tells everybody that I told him to go outside so I can beat him up. (laughs) Oh, my God. (sighs) Coffee. Hang on. I got a sip left, don't I? Yeah. Mm. Still good. He literally told other vendors and his wife thing that I asked him to come outside so I could beat him up. He's telling people that online he has, um, you little, can I say pussy? I I swear to God, dude, you little entitled, fragile little victim. Nobody ever said I was going to beat you up. I could have, I wanted to, but I would never do that. Back in the day, let's say 90s, 80s even, or maybe even early 2000, probably all before 9-11, that's when everything changed, I would have yanked him outside and kicked his ass. But you can't do that anymore because then I got legal problems. And I don't want that. He's not worth it. He's not, he's not even on my fucking, like, like, if this is my level, which is right in the middle of society, this guy's like under the ground, not on my fucking level. This guy's not even like on my radar. The fact that I'm wasting podcast time even talking about this guy makes me want to vomit. Anyways, he leaves. He's running his mouth over there. Um, <laughs> then his wife shows up and she's pissed. Oh, man, she's pissed. Trying to be all scary looking, and no, you're not. Um, and I'm <laughs> at this point, it's 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 legitimately laughable. The unprofessionalism, the scene that 
you know, both of them are trying to make here, like, because they're the martyrs of the entire, we represent all the vendors. When all the vendors, when they got kicked out by security and uh, we didn't get kicked out, we left it. No, I told you to get your shit and get out. That is what I told you. That means you were kicked out. Then I went to security and said, I don't want to deal with that. Can you just make sure they leave? That's exactly what happened. So on whatever the freaking he said, she said bullshit. I don't. I don't deal with that. I'm just telling you direct facts about what happened. Anyways, uh, I actually, she actually did go outside with me so I could defuse the situation. That's what a smart leader does. That's what a professional does. We don't argue in front of other people because you know what? They're actually selling stuff and having a decent time. Some of them. And you know, she, we walked back in and I told her, look, I'm not giving you a refund. It's a freaking charity event. If you want to leave, leave. And then after that, I said, get your shit and get out. <laughs> Go, get out. Um, if you're not happy, don't be here. You're just bringing everybody else down who's already frustrated with the slow event. So why, why are you making things worse, you dipshit? Yes, you and your wives are, are, are both dipshits. Unprofessional dipshit. Nobody says dipshit enough anymore. Anyway, so... After that, uh, and she's over there cussing, screaming, and ah! so once she starts screaming, I just kind of laugh. I go, "God!" And my laugh was, you know, kind of just like an unbelievable laugh. Like, are you kidding me? Like, are you this stupid? Are you this lame? Are you this unprofessional? Like, I'm not used to this. I'm used to dealing with professionals. I'm not used to dealing with little kids who probably live in their mom or grandmother's basement, just crafting things and playing Dungeons and Dragons and shit. And, and there's nothing wrong with Dungeons and Dragons, but if that's all you do in your life, then there's something wrong with that. But, um, especially at their age, which is what twenties anyways, they're just the classic. I'm a victim. Oh, I can't sell anything and it's all your fault. And I'm a victim. Every one of those vendors who didn't sell anything can blame me if they want to. But ultimately, you got to look in that mirror and say, I didn't bring anybody either. I didn't do enough advertising either. I did nothing to bring anybody through that door. And if you're in that mindset where, oh, well, I could have stayed home and sold stuff, then just stay home and sell stuff. You don't have to be at the event. You could have said no. A lot of people did. We reached out to 600 vendors and got 132 to say yes. You know what? <laughs> and then, like I said, over half of them actually made money. So what the? F you didn't have to be there. The world and the event itself would have been better if you didn't exist. So anyways, they mumble and gripe, and they're trying to get the other vendors behind them. And then finally... I believe they leave. I didn't see anybody over there in that section. Um, I was busy doing tortilla slapping things and whatever, sitting at my table kind of with my head down a little bit going, oh, this sucks. And I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to deal with anybody else. So I didn't hide. Anybody could have found me. Um, but it's just kind of like, okay, it's the last few hours. I just want to get this over with. So anyways, they left and then like vendors from their section came over and goes, what was all that about? And I'm like, dude, I really couldn't tell you. They're unhappy because I didn't put their logo on our website and I refused to give them a, we uh, a refund because in the contract, it says two things that, uh, first no refunds. And the second is, uh, they breached that contract by being an asshole. 
simple as that. Uh, it says time and time and time again in that contract, on that jot form, which they signed, that you will be professional. You will act like a professional. If Even if the event is slow, you will have a good attitude and be a professional. No assholes allowed, basically. And they breached that contract. So go ahead and sue me for your little 265 bucks. I understand that is probably a, a, a metric ton of money. It's been a metric ton of money to me, too. But I, if you really want to go to court and spend, you don't have the money to go to court. You don't have the money for a lawyer. I can guarantee that. Um, and you know what? I don't either. Not that I want to spend on that kind of a thing. Man. I wish them the best. I really hope um, they figure life out because they're never going to get anywhere in the business world if, they're, if they can't handle a slow event. You're never going to get anywhere in life, period, with that kind of an attitude. All you're going to do is get your ass kicked again and again and again and again. Not physically. Yeah, sometimes physically. Trust me, dude. You pushed me. You really pushed me to a point where I never get to. I'm the most laid back, calm, easygoing guy you'll ever meet. Smile on my face, even in the worst of times. And a slow event is not the worst of times. Nobody died. You know what I mean? Nobody like lost their house. Nobody, you know, none of that shit happened. We raised money, hundreds of dollars for a charity or two. And a lot of us had fun. And I'm the one who lost the most. But Steven's family, you're never going to get anywhere in life. You're going to be losers like you are now for the rest of your existence if you can't handle not only adversity, but a little bit of failure. You brought me nobody. I looked at every one of those vendors as a featured attraction, and you brought nobody to this event. Your business attracted zero sales zero people coming through our door, no matter what the ticket prices were, not a single person came to see you. How does that make you feel? Now, I don't know what your numbers are. You could have a wonderful home, successful home business. I, I'm sure it's just fantastic, but I really doubt it. So instead of, you know, here's the thing. The way I look at things, failure is to be learned from. And then you move on and try not, not to make those same mistakes again. That is how I look at things. I'm already on to my travel app. <laughs> I'm already there. I'm already filling notebooks full of papers and, and ideas and, and logos. We're going to take the robot logo from the Super Ultra Megacon and make that the new travel app logo because I love that little robot. robot. And the uh, Regal Octopus Creations vendors... Those guys are freaking awesome. I gave them a free booth because they were going to make 3D printed robots. I had no idea they were going to go. And this is one of the positives. I adore these people. I'm sure they're upset that it was a slow event, but they were professional. They were quiet. I bought $125 worth of stuff from them. Other people I saw over there buying stuff from them. They're incredible artists with a 3D printer. I'm looking at it right now. The eyes light up. The, the mouth lights up. It's got a remote control. Are you kidding me? They just... 3D printed and painted this thing off of a logo. So I'm definitely keeping that robot logo because I love it. And if the uh, travel app 
you know, people that get the travel app, there's going to be a merch store and I'm going to lead that right to them. I don't want a percentage of it. I don't want anything from it. I want them to make money with us long time. And you know what? There were no different coming in that door, the back door, setting up their vendor booth than anybody else was. And they networked with me of all people. And now we have a long-term relationship. I'd like to think. Maybe they didn't make money on this night, on this weekend, but they will in the future. So that's how you do it, man. That is how you do it. There's a bunch of vendors there that I will have long-term relationships with. The boot guy wants me to film a commercial for him. Cool. He's got a brick and mortar in town. He's got a shop in town. There's a bunch of them. I, I'm, I have all their business cards and a little pile over here. That's all that's left of anything in this entire apartment. I have to take some things off my giant dry erase board, but that's how you do it. You network, man. You go around to everybody, shake their hands. Hey, I'm so-and-so. Yeah, how about this event? Huh? It's a little slow, but hey, man, let's, let's make something of it. Cool. You don't cry and bitch and cause a scene. Because you're not happy. Oh, I want a refund. I'm not happy. I only had two other people ask for a refund. That's it. Out of 132 vendors. I only had a negative, not argument, a negative conversation with four of those vendors. No, three. Three of those vendors, not including dipshits. So... And they were just like, yeah, it's a little slow, huh? I'm like, yes, it is. And another lady's like, you know, I'm, I lost my ass. Well, she had a $199 venue, uh, vendor booth. If you lost your ass, if your ass is $199, yeah, you're probably in the wrong business. There's a risk to being a vendor, okay? And I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't have to do vendor 101 for you people. There's a risk to every event. It could be the biggest event in town. If a bomb goes off somewhere, guess what? Nobody's coming to your event. If there's a snowstorm or a bomb cyclone or something, no one's coming to the event. It could be the biggest one in town. And you'll sit there and you'll probably spend seven times as much as you spent at my event. And you'll be like, oh, there's a risk. I've been a vendor at these events that have flopped and, and it sucks. It really does. And here's another thing, like even when the events are packed, I was a vendor at the Colorado Springs Comic Con, you know, when, when we got along and before they wanted to be Gestapo and freaking, you know, threaten our cosplayers and people like that uh, by not letting them at their event just for partic- just for running their business at another event that's six months away from theirs, you dipshits. I'm going to talk about them next, actually. I'm a little pissed off about them. Uh, anyway. I shouldn't have to do vendor 101. I've been to packed events and the vendors are still bitching, the unprofessional ones. They're still complaining. Except for they have a reason to complain because they probably spent, you know, 500 to uh, $1,300 more on their vendor booths than they did with us because I tried to keep things cheap and affordable so nobody would lo- actually lose their ass. I lost my ass then get out of the business and do a different business. Go work at freaking Amazon. Go be a door greeter at freaking Walmart. If one weekend 
and a $199 to $150 vendor booth is your ass. And whatever it takes to, you know, build your stock or whatever it is that you are expecting to sell. If that is your ass, then you are in the wrong business. Just like me. I'm not in the event booking business ever again. Unless I find, you know, partners and all that good stuff, which I don't feel like looking for. I was in the wrong business. I'm admitting that to you. I did not do a good job. As hard as I worked. As, as, I, as much as I thought I was doing a good job, the tickets didn't sell. Sorry. I failed. And I'm learning from that failure, and I'm moving on to the next thing. Thankfully, I have multiple streams of income. I have multiple businesses. I have all kinds of things going on. Because I'm not stupid to just put all my eggs in one basket. A successful Super Ultra Megacon could have really helped me a lot, man. Could have really helped our charities. It could have really helped all of these vendors and everything. It, it would have been great, but it didn't happen. Nobody's dead. We're only on this world for, we're only in this life for 80 years if we're lucky. Some more, most less. We're on a small floating blue dot in an endless universe. Is it really be worth being that upset about? If you said yes, you're stupid and you're in the wrong business and you have bigger problems to, to solve. None of this is worth it. None of this is worth the aggravation. None of this, like me bitching about it on here is like, it's just not worth it to me. This is it. This is, this is the end of it for me. This podcast is the end of the Super Ultra Mega Con. And by the way, I named it that because I was poking fun at other cons. Yeah, because they all have stupid names all over the country. I like the ones that just have a city name, like the San Diego Comic-Con, the, you know, whatever Comic-Con, blah, 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 blah. That's cool. But when you start getting into the Dragon Mega Booger Con, me and Kristen were actually joking uh, about doing another one, just calling it Butt Con, all things butt. Just everything, all the vendors have to, you know, it's just butts. Everything's butt. We do super ultra butt con or whatever, super ultra mega butt. <laughs> that would be funny. And we could call it like super ultra mega butt or butt con, the shittiest con in the world. <laughs> oh, well, I'm hoping the super ultra mega con just fizzles away like a bad fart. I really do because I'm done with it. Um, it was my life for most of 2022 and it culminated with a failure again, learning from it, moving on. And I suggest the Steven family, uh, you move on as well. I'm not the guy to fuck with. I'm not saying that as a threat. I'm saying that as a proven fact. There's so many people that, uh, you know, really could have made this event really something. It really could have, man. And to all those who pushed it and advertised and uh, remained positive, I thank you so much. I really do. It means a lot to me that uh, people are actually that professional. But when I really look at how the, like the, the Colorado Springs Comic Con, that's a traveling show. That is not a Colorado Springs event. Okay, it happens here, but everybody in that building, for the most part, 70% of those vendors come from Texas or Rhode Island or different places like that. It's not a Colorado Springs only event like ours was. 
So, and then the whole city gets behind them, probably because, you know, they got more money to advertise and throw at the whole city. Me, I run a local event, and the city shunned me. All the news stations, all the newspapers, everybody shunned it as if it didn't even exist. That is why I am leaving this city in my rearview mirror, and I'm flipping it off at the same time. Around summertime, I'm going to move back to Michigan to be there for my mom, who needs me more and more uh, every day, to be there with my daughter, who is the exact same person I am, to be there for my grandson, Chance, who I've only gotten to meet once because of various circumstances. I don't want to be here anymore. I've spent, since 2006, living here alone for the most part, um, which I'm fine with, don't get me wrong. Uh, but I'm only here for my son, and he's like going on 16 now, and he's, I never see the kid. I never see the kid. So I'll probably see him more flying him up to Michigan four times a year, five times a year, not to mention coming back through here to do business here when I got a film with Kilroy's or Hellscream or, or whatever. I'm, I, I, there's no right answers. There's really no right answers. I just don't want to live here anymore. Everyone's, oh, Colorado Springs is so beautiful. Yeah, live here for, what, 16, 17 years, and you'll see the cracks in the pavement. Try being a business person here. It's shitty. There's like this good old boy network and you can't crack it even though I've been here for 16 freaking years and everybody knows me. Everyone's nice. But nice doesn't cut it, man. Nice is just nice. This is like the epitome and I've worked business in cities all around the country. This place is the epitome of yeah, 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 let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then nothing. So to everybody, and this is the last thing before I get into the positive, this is the last negative I will say about Super Ultra Megacon. To everybody who promised to be there, whether it's a ticket buyer, whether it's a, you know, a, a featured attraction, whether it's a, you know, whatever, everybody who was there that complained, especially the Stevens family, to everybody that really just shit on this event, I got two middle fingers aiming at my microphone right now. And that's what I think of you. And you no longer exist to me. You don't. You don't exist to me anymore. You're not, if, if I'm not worth the time and effort, then you're not worth my time and effort, which is just as valuable as yours. But that was the negatives. Let's talk about the positives. The biggest positive I mean, besides all the praise and all the, you know, better luck next times and all the good messages and all the, you know, the nice things, that was wonderful. Besides just the fact that I said I was going to do an event and I did one, this was a challenge for me, a personal challenge to me to see if I could do an event. And I did it. Was it successful? No. Will I do another one and try again? No. I don't want to. But it happened. We brought hundreds and hundreds of people through the door. There were hundreds of vendors. All the live entertainment happened. Yes, there were hiccups. Of course there was. Every event has them. But ours ran smoother than most. It would have been nice to have a couple thousand people there, but 
it is what it is. It's over. I can't change anything. I don't care anymore. It's off my back. It's off my shoulders. It's out of my mind. After this podcast, it is gone. But the biggest positive was the fact that my daughter flew in. My son came from his busy, busy schedule. And I got to spend Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday with both of my kids under the same roof, sleeping at my my house. And, you know, I'm... (laughs) With everything I've just said over the last hour, I'm, I really felt very little emotion about any of it because I just don't care anymore. But I have to close that chapter by saying something like, doing something like this podcast, slamming the door. But now just realizing that I had them both. And I took every opportunity I could to hug them both at the same time. Fuck. I don't want to get a, (laughs) got to try. Um, That means and meant so much to me. We got pictures together. We got videos together. You'll see a little bit of it on the SI TV life. And it's kind of hit me now because I'm back to empty house. And I got my cat under the desk right here, but that's, you know, constant. Um, They did so good. Both of them are capable of so much. Oh, fuck, man. My son is nothing like me. He looks like me. He looks exactly like me when I was his age. It's weird. But he's got a wonderful family. I think they, in recent times, like literally up until he was like 12 or 13, he was following my footsteps and doing all this stuff. We're filming TV shows and traveling and, you know, all these things. Dare I say up to even almost 14, maybe 13 and a half. He was, he was me and we were inseparable and I miss that so much, but I get it. He's in high school now. He's like I said, he's going on 16 years old. He's going to be driving and dating and he's got all these things going on. He's in junior ROTC. He was on the golf club team and just, you know, he, he enjoys things with his stepdad, Logan, who's awesome. I, I adore that guy and I'm grateful that he's you know, such a good positive role model for my kid and his mom's wonderful. She's a hard worker and I I can't, and I don't try to compete with that because I'm different. I'm an entertainer. I do adventures and stuff and podcasts and, you know, a YouTube show that nobody watches and just, I'm different. I'm completely different. And I think he was cool with that up until, like, you know, he's growing up now. He's a foot shorter than me now, which is crazy. He's always been a little guy. Now he's not a little guy. You know, his hair is cut off. He used to have long hair for most of his life. and He's just different now, man. And he's, you know, we're not, we're not connected at the hip anymore. I, I, I wish we were. But life is funny, isn't it? Because as soon as he grows up and starts doing his own thing and, you know, I went from having him at least half time, sometimes most of the time, especially through the pandemic and everything, to basically seeing him once or twice every two weeks, which I'm grateful he came and helped. He sold all of his old toys, which was also heartbreaking because we have a memory attached to every one of those toys. And what we didn't, he made like 200 bucks at this event. And what we didn't sell, I just gave to the Goodwill. But, oh my God, man, it's like, I miss that kid so much. I, I miss him. I miss us. 
But like I said, life is funny, right? Because, you know, my daughter creeps into the picture about four years ago, four and a half years ago. Right at the same time, you know, he starts pulling apart. Or going, you know, a different direction, whatever you want to call it. And she is me. She kind of just like came in and gave me what, you know, I was missing. Charlotte, my daughter, I, I mean, she could run, she could have ran that show herself. I think, um, and I've said this on my side TV live YouTube show that I really think that something woke up in her at this event and she realized that she could do things like this, whether it was successful or not. It, that that's, doesn't matter. Again, negatives aside, that's the last of it I'm talking about. No more. And if anybody wants to creep up with their hands out or any of that shit, then no, it's over. Go away. If you want to sue me, then you can spend that money. I'm, I'm still not going to show up. I don't, whatever. I know how these things work, okay? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not legally stupid, okay? It's, yeah, it's not happening. Anyway, um, no more negativity. But my daughter can, I mean, talk about potential. I mean, potential for my son as well, but just different potential. He's going to be kind of following his mom's, and maybe he'll change. I don't know. Maybe he'll come back this way. It, it's, it, it's his life. I, I'm not in charge of directing. I'm in charge of making sure he doesn't go on, you know, sh- shooting sprees and robbing banks. And, you know, that's, that's me to make sure he's a good man. And he is a good man. He's a good kid. I've, I've yelled at him maybe 10 times in his whole life, you know, like seriously upset with him. And that's pretty damn good. But Charlotte is me. She is me. She wants to be a part of a side TV. She wants to do these things. If I asked her to do a podcast with me, she probably would I, I, like jump at it. If, if I wanted to do another event, she'd be all over it. And maybe we'll do one in Michigan. I don't know, man. I'm just, uh, I'm blown away that I met her four and a half years ago. And even she said, you know, everything makes sense now that we know each other. And she just, because she's nothing like her family, you know? <laughs> and, and I wish them the best and all that, but they're just different types of people than she is. But me and her, we're like, we're one. We're one and the same. We're wired the same. Oh, man, it's just, it's just funny how... And I don't want to say my son broke my heart. I'm not going to say that. It's dramatic. I'm not, it's not true. He's just getting older, and I'm, <laughs> I am an extra, as you can probably tell right now, I'm an extremely emotional person. And he's, for the, for the longest time, he's all that I had. I mean, I have my mom in Detroit, but that was it. My mom's, you know, a thousand miles away, and then I have this kid who I had half time. And that's all that I had. That's the only hugs I was getting. And I'm staying single on purpose, okay? Yes, I've dated around. I've slept with thousands of women, but I'm kidding. Maybe not. Um, but he's the only love that I had. And I, and I know he still loves me. Of course he does. But, you know, he just doesn't show that emotion anymore. And... As soon as that went away and, you know, I'm sadder and sadder by the week, 
I get this girl. And she just kind of comes in and just fills those gaps. And I know that her son, Chance, my grandson, is you know just another extension of that. And I can't wait to get up to Michigan and just not only see my mom more, see her every week if I can. I mean, I'll still be on the road most of the time. That's really the goal is to move into a really nice van and buy a little lot of land, park the van up there, maybe buy a little lot of land down here, park the van here, be in both places in my van, back and forth, you know, travel, film, TV shows. That is the goal. There's a big question mark. I have a brand new calendar, dry erase calendar that I just put up two days ago. And it's completely empty right now. And that motivates me and excites me so much. But I can't wait to be up in Michigan um, just so I can be a part of all their lives. And I'm not leaving my son behind. Like I said, I'll probably see him more by flying him up there and, you know, passing through. Man, damn it. There's just no freaking right answers, you know? (laughs) I don't want to leave him. I don't. I want... You know, until he's 18 or and in the military or in the college or whatever he wants to do with his life, I wanted that halftime thing. But I can't have it. And yes, that does that does break my heart completely. And I'm not being dramatic by saying that. It's the truth. So what am I going to do? Just sit around here in Colorado Springs heartbroken and alone and just looking, you know, for reasons to not be here? My cat's another thing. I, I can't live in a van and, you know, with my cat. She's 18 years old going, on, oh, like, come on. You know, I love you to death. We had a good run, but, you know, <laughs> you've, you've got maybe three or four years left, Kitty. I love you. Please don't live to be 40, okay? I, I'll be dead by then. I don't, I can't base my life around this, but I love her to death. And I, of course, if I have to get an apartment or something for a while, then I will. Damn it, dude. There's just no right answers. There's no right answers. There's no wrong answers. I just want to be happy. And I know that's what everyone wants to be. And for the most part, I am. I wish I wasn't so emotional. I wish I didn't love so much. I wish I didn't care about all the vendors that were at this event. I wish I didn't care. But I do, and I felt horrible for everybody. That's why I appreciate it so much when everyone was giving me positive messages during and since the event. Because it really does break my heart that something I did failed other people. I have an extreme fear of failure. And thankfully, I normally do pretty good on things like this. I have a pretty good track record with doing what I say I'm going to do And a pretty good track record with success. I'm pretty okay. Okay, I'm not a multi-billionaire by any means, all right? But so I'm sorry to anybody who uh, was really counting on this event being a success. I'm sorry for all the people that put all the work into it and didn't get much out of it. I, I am. I am very sorry. And for those, like I said, who are professional, thank you. I appreciate that. I really do. And I'm not going to talk about anybody who wasn't. All I know is it's come and gone. It's over. No one's dead. And I'm moving on to the next thing. I suggest you do the same. What else can we talk about? 
Oh, I have a whole list of questions and comments and things. I'm not going to get to that today. It's already been an hour and 15 minutes. I like to keep these around an hour, even though um, we haven't done one in three months, but it'll save me something to talk about next week. Usually I have a bunch of different topics and a bunch of different segments, and I just uh, wanted to get this out and over. Oh, out and open and over. Oper? <laughs> I wanted to get it out and over. But anyways, thank you again for listening to this uh, rambling for the last hour and 15 minutes. Um, I took notes. I don't even know where they're at. They're on my phone somewhere or whatever. Um, yeah, I'll just talk about all this crap next week. But it's good to be back with the Brandon Bishop Podcast. I am, uh, I've missed this. Again, this is therapy for me. So I've, I guess I needed it. And I'll just be uh, knocking this out every Friday, whenever the hell I want to. And, um, yeah, I really did need this. It's cool. And just like that, (laughs) there are two um, episodes of the Asai TV Life on YouTube. Please check that out. Uh, Go to Asai TV, A-S-Y TV on YouTube. You'll see the logo. Just click on that, subscribe, whatever. And, um... There are two episodes covering the building of the event and the actual event. And I say a lot of things on there as well. Some that I probably shouldn't, but I don't care. Uh, so that will be like the final chapter, even though that's out of my mind forever. And uh, after that, I mean, the Super Ultra Megacon's just dead. This right now will be the last time I say the words Super Ultra Mega Con. It sucked. <laughs> it sucked i failed i'm moving on and uh we have some incredible things coming up like literally i cannot wait i'm gonna take a couple weeks off and just do nothing i'm not gonna talk to hardly anybody except for whoever listens to this and that's it man that is it thank you for listening bye